0: Welcome to the Money Buddy Podcast. If you want to reach your full potential in life and finances, your search is over. Filling your head with knowledge and your pockets with money. This is the Money Buddy Podcast. Now, introducing your host, Buddy Miller. What's up, everybody? So I had a little bit of a hiatus here. haven't really been on. I have a new baby at home, so it's kept me pretty busy. And I also upgraded my equipment a little bit to hopefully give you guys a little bit better shows and better audio because I think audio quality was slipping a little bit with the system I did have. So yeah, invested a little bit in this so you guys have a little bit better experience. The topic that I want to cover today is the reason why people are afraid to invest and I'm gonna tell you guys that the reasons are not valid and we're gonna go through why. But right off the bat, 55% of people are invested in the stock market. So a little over half the country. Um, and that would just be working age people. But 74% of Americans are not investing enough to retire by replacing their income. Okay, and here's the quick stats. We always talk about that 15% that's needed to replace your, your income in retirement. Um, but most people aren't getting there. And then they get to a point where they retire and they find that uh, Social Security is not covering what they thought it would. And they really have to make sacrifices in their life in order to stop working. So if you want to keep living the same way that you're living today, I want to see at 15 plus percent and that doesn't include whatever company match you get. So if your company's matching 3%, you're actually about 18% total, or you would be 18% total. Um, But no matter what company matches, think of that as gravy. I want you to put 15% of your monthly, bi-weekly, whatever it is, income, into investments, or a 401k that your company has. 20% of people save less than 5%. And I think a big part of that, I mean, if you're not even saving 5% or you're saving, I think a big part of this stat is probably people that are only putting enough in to get a match. And that's, you know, it's mostly probably the 3%, which is a typical match. It's not going to be enough. Um, If you plan to work forever, I don't know, maybe it's okay, but you don't know where your life is going to take you in the long run. Like maybe, yeah, maybe now you're saying, oh, I would never want to be retired. But as you get older and your body slows down and you're not capable of the same things that you were as a young person, you might regret that decision of thinking, oh, yeah, I just love work too much. I'm never going to retire. So if you're in that 20% of people that's saving less than 5%, you got to figure it out. The next, the next group's not much better. 38% of people save 6 to 10%. Again, you're not where you need to be in the long term. And it's hard it's, it's hard to put money aside today when you're thinking, well, my retirement's 40 years down the line. I'll figure it out later. Uh, but later's too late. And we'll get into those numbers later of why you need to start now and why it makes it so much easier down the road. 10% of people are saving 11 to 15%. This is a little better. Uh, Because a lot of times, if you do have that match, you're probably okay. Um, But really, only 16% are saving enough, which is 15% or more. Um, And 15%, keep in mind, 15% is only enough to retire at 65 if you start saving at 25 years old. So however long you wait after 25 years old, that 15% goes up. All of a sudden, it's not enough anymore. So you got to do more and more and more. The the biggest excuses to why people don't invest. You guys have all heard it, maybe it's you. And we're gonna ask ourselves, which of these things are in our control, or a valid excuse? Or is this just people making excuses to make excuses? So the first one is too many expenses, okay? Um, That's something you can fix, have less expenses. I mean, maybe you have some unforeseen hospital bills that you've been paying. Okay, that's probably an exception. Maybe you didn't plan for your future early enough and now you're paying for your kids' college or loans for them. Okay. It's, it's still an excuse because you had all this info your whole life. You just didn't dig for it. You put. It, I mean, I don't want to rag on people that are already to a point where they, they can't you know, catch up. Um, and you can as possible. But if you listen to this, especially as a young person, keep in mind, keep your expenses at a minimum um, because it's just going to bury you in the end. You know, it's, it's nice to have things now, yeah, and you're not going to live forever, but you need to put yourself in a situation to have a comfortable life in the future and your kid's in a place where they're not taking care of you because as a parent, your kids shouldn't have to take care of you. I don't care if you took care of them. That's not how the world should work. Um, Things happen But we need to put ourselves in the best situation To have our families in the best situation Number two is I just haven't gotten to it Okay Of this little list This is the worst one To have the excuses I just haven't gotten to it You need to get to it And you need to um, Be an adult And look into the future And stop living 100% in the moment Um, It's good to live in the moment as much as you can but at the end of the day, we need to be grown-ups. Uh, child's make, children make excuses. Grown-ups figure out ways to succeed. Number three is my job isn't good enough. So I'm assuming this means I don't make enough money to save money. Um, get another job. Or get a better job. Put yourself in a situation to succeed. Invest in yourself what you can. Increase your skill level. And you should get to a point where your job is good enough to invest. If you're a teenager working at McDonald's, um, yeah, you probably don't need to save. But if you did, even a little bit, it would help you a lot in the long run, and we'll get to that. Number four is debt. Um, And debt, that's probably the number one reason that people don't save is because they have so much debt. But imagine if you weren't accumulating debt and buying things that you can't afford with money you don't have. How much money you'd be able to set aside and how quickly you could get those things without going into debt. If you put your budget side by side with an alternative budget where your debt is gone, um, it might inspire you to get to a point where that is the case. But the mentality right now a lot of times is I'm going to do enough to pay down my debt to a point. And then I'm going to get more debt because now I can afford more debt. Uh, truth is you can never afford debt because you are losing out on so much growth when you do that. Probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in your lifetime in interest. Um, and, you know, your house is an obvious one, but there's so much consumer debt that it's scary. Uh, people complain about the, the government spending our money that they don't have. Uh, consumers are doing the same stuff. Most people, Um, but you can be so wealthy and so successful and so free if you work on getting rid of your debt or just never acquiring it in the first place. And the last one, which I would call the only valid excuse is I don't need to save anymore, if that's true. If you're really at a point in your life where you don't need to save because you've saved so much or you came into money and you put it away for your future, for you maybe you don't need to save and that's okay too truth is if you invest very aggressively as a young person you may get into your mid late 30s early 40s and see wow if my investments grow for another 20 years um, i really don't need to save anymore because i'm sitting on a gold mine because you made those good decisions so early in life the truth is the stock market has always gone up in the long term so if they have fear of the market because you think it might crash or go down. It's just not the case. And when people use the word crash, it's not literally crashing down to zero. It Maybe it's taken a big 30% dip, which you know isn't fun. You lose 30% of your money, but you don't really lose it if you don't take it out. A lot of people in a crash, it the biggest part of the crash happens, and then they take their money out because they have this fear that it's going to keep going down. But then they miss out on these huge gains back. And you look at the history of the market, when there are big crashes, it's always followed by gains. Not necessarily the same amount of gain that you lost immediately, but over time, yes, it's always going to surpass where you dipped from. If you never left the market in 2008 when it crashed, you would have a lot more money today by just holding strong and keep putting money in like it never happened. Um, really, that's the best time to invest when when everything's down, best time to put more in. Don't take your money out because then you lost money. Leave it in, put more in if you can. There are ways, there are way more years the market is up than down. Look at the history of the S&P. That's what I'm usually talking about when I say markets, the S&P. So that's where majority of your investing should go, especially if you're not you know very uh, investment savvy, if you don't want to pick stocks put your money in the S&P. Um, it's gone up on average 10% every year since, I think since it's existed, uh, the concept of an S&P 500. Average of 10%. So yeah, you might have a year at 20, might have a year at five, might have a year at zero, but that average over time is gonna be 10% a year. So that's the figure that, that I use when projecting out my investments. Um, if you buy blue chip companies, those massive companies would need to fail for you to lose your money. So if you had a bunch of money in Apple, for you to go to zero and your investment to be worth nothing, Apple would have to go bankrupt, or that stock would have to go to zero. Uh, The odds of that happening are so astronomically low. It's possible, yeah, Um, but if you get into an S&P index fund, if you're not comfortable picking stocks, um, everything in that fund which is diversified through the whole top 500 companies, all of those would have to fail for you to lose all your money. Chances are one of them could, or one of them could have a stellar drop out of the S&P 500. Um, But you're so diversified that most years, that's not gonna have a negative impact on your portfolio. And I've I've heard people say before that, oh yeah, I don't do the stock market, it's it's gambling or it's the casino. Um, it's not. Um you know, if you're super aggressive and pick shoddy stocks that uh have maybe the potential for massive gains, but also have a high potential for bust, yeah, I'd call that gambling. And a little bit of that, maybe that's okay. You know, if you have A little money and you could have a thousand percent gain potentially. Maybe you want to put some money in there because a little bit will go a long ways. Um, but I don't see the stock market as casino. Maybe a little bit for day trading with people that aren't educated on the market where they're just okay, I'm just gonna, you know, buy in and then I'll sell when it goes up a percent, and then I'll buy when it goes down a percent, or three or four percent, whatever, and you're just hoping that it goes back and forth, which which lately it has done a lot. You can almost predict what a stock's going to do. You're like, okay, it's going to go up 3% and then it's going to go down 2%. And it might just keep doing that back and forth on its way up. Um, and if you can time it out, you could maybe make a lot of money. But I do consider that as a, as a form of gambling, especially if you are just doing it based on a pattern and not doing it based on, you know, educating, um, an educated answer and research. Um, but overall, I mean, just the thing to take from this is the stock market is a lot safer than you think it is. And you, there's no reason to be afraid to invest. Uh, you should just keep, <laughs> keep in mind, I do need to say this for this, the sake of this show. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just someone that invests and this is what I've seen. And this is what my research has told me. And this is what the smartest people in the world and smartest investors have all noticed, and this is why they have massive fortunes, because they, they know this, and they've done the research, and they're not scared just for the sake of being scared. And, you know, I want to inspire you guys to understand that there's a science behind this. It's not just all, it's not guessing, it's not gambling, it's not pulling the slot machine and hoping for the best. Like, this is tested data that's almost always been true. So I want to I want to share with you guys how much you need to invest every day at different ages to retire with a million dollars um, at 65 years old with an 8% average return. So I think 8% is a low return, um, but it's a safe number to look at for the sake of, the sake of this. And truthfully, a million dollars isn't um, going to be the same what it is now when you retire, so that might not be enough money. But just from a frame of reference, I'm going to go through these numbers with you guys. So if you start investing when you're 20 years old, you can invest $6 a day or $190 a month. It comes down to $2,280 a year, which is probably well less than 15% of your income. But you're starting so early that that would be enough to retire with a million dollars at 65, dollars a day. At 25, $10 a day, or $300 a month, $3,600 a year at 25 years old. This is still an early time to invest. A lot of people aren't doing it at this point. A lot of people are waiting until they're 30 or 35, which I think is too late. Um, Not from a technical standpoint, because you can still retire if you start investing at that time, but it's too late if you want to build a ton of wealth with a little amount of money. When you get to be 30 years old, you need to invest $15 a day or $450 a month. That's $5,400 a year. Okay, still not so bad. If you're looking at, I can be a millionaire someday and all I gotta do is invest $5,400 a year, um, you can find a way to do that if you really put your mind to it. Or maybe you're in a place where you make enough money where that really is not nearly as much as you thought it was and you're like, well, dang, like I can set my future up. That's all I gotta put away. So now we're looking at when you're 35 years old. Now you're up to $24 a day. If you started at 20, it'd be $6 a day. Okay, so now you have to invest four times as much to get the same result. Okay, you're $35, $700 a month, $8,400 a year at the $24 a day. Okay, but you can still get there. Okay, now it's starting to get harder. If you're 40 years old, it's going to take $37 a day, $1,100 a month, $13,200 a year. See, now on an average person, this is going to be well above that 15% recommendation. But since you waited till you were 40, this is what you have to work with. And you're really hurting yourself and shorting yourself in other parts of life because you waited so long to invest. Okay. But if you did this when you were 20, if you somehow could invest $1,000 a month when you were 20 or 25, you're not just a million, you're multi-millionaire by the time you retire. Just because you found a way to put that money aside or not buy a new car or get into a house that you can't afford or get consumer credit card debt. Okay, so now if we look at 45 years old, You need, um, sorry, I do the math here. I didn't have this written down. Uh, You need $60 a day, $1,800 a month, $21,000 a year, $21,600 a year. Um, You could still do it, but if you're not making a hundred plus thousand, it's gonna be really hard. And finally, when you're 50, you need nearly a hundred dollars a day, $2,900 a month, $34,800 a year. To retire in 15 years with just a million. But granted, that's by the time you're, if, if you're 30 years, about 30 years old, and you wait till you're 50, and you think a million is gonna be enough, I just doubt it. I just think the way inflation works, um, I think you're gonna be maybe 500,000 to a million behind. Uh, you're gonna need a lot more money to retire later on. So uh, just keep that in mind when you're looking at these numbers. Or listening to these numbers, uh, invest as much as you possibly can today, and your future is going to be bright. Um, just for a frame of reference and to help you with some easy math, um, every dollar that you have invested at the age of 25 years old, if you're 25 years old, every dollar that you have in your account um, will be worth $24 when you're 65, more or less. So, you know. That's that's pretty impressive. If you can have, if you can somehow have two hundred thousand dollars in your account when you're twenty five, maybe that inspires you to sell a house you have a lot of equity in because everything's inflated right now. Uh, that two hundred thousand when you're sixty five will be worth about five million dollars. That's if you never put another dime into your investments. Imagine if you uh you know kept putting in as much as you could every month on top of that. I mean, you will have generational wealth. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys today, just to give a little inspiration on uh, where you could take your money in the future. And I want everyone to do this. And uh, again, I'm not an advisor. Uh, results may vary. But anyone, anyone in the United States, I'm speaking for the United States because I don't, I don't have a lot of knowledge in other countries and in investing. Uh, but anyone can invest in the U.S. market for the most part. Uh, anyone can have life changing generational wealth uh, to pass on to your children and to enjoy your golden years. And, you know, if you start early enough, your retirement years could start in your 40s or sooner. Um, I know there's people out there that really teach about how you can uh, literally live on as little as possible and they retire in their 30s and it's wild. If you don't want to be someone that retires, you want to work forever, that's great too. Um, You're going to have all this wealth that you can use for toys and fun things and vacations and nice houses and education for your kids. And you're not going to have to take loans. You're never going to feel insecure because you just have this nest egg that you're sitting on that just pays you. It's pretty, it's pretty freaking incredible actually. So I hope I inspired you a little bit today. This is the Money Buddy Podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoyed listening, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. To submit questions to the show, visit us at moneybuddypodcast.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.